Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Josh Brown, and you're listening to the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? You're listening to the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. I'm Josh Brown, and today's topic is really important because I think many of you have probably at some point in your life or maybe right now have dealt with or are dealing with something controversial or relationally challenging. So what I mean by this is maybe you have a coworker or maybe you have a boss or some type of family relationship that just isn't normal. It's, it's somebody who goes out of their way to make your life harder. And this is a topic that I think can resonate with a lot of you. And here's why. Recently, I posted on LinkedIn. I'm going to read you my post and then I'm going to talk about it because I've dealt with this type of a situation multiple times in my life, a couple different bosses, some family members, and it took years of going through events and circumstances like that for me to get to the point to where I was comfortable speaking into other people's lives and saying, hey, look, even though you're in the middle of this challenge, never settle and never give up. That's my mantra. That's my message. So let me read you my post. Years ago, there was a transition in my YMCA and my new boss worked hard to make life hell for me. He denied me time off, threatened to fire me over a laundry list of thoughts that he had written down. He lied to me about talking with HR and why my pay raise didn't go into effect. And he forced me to stop serving in an emerging leaders network that I chaired. After a while, I grew tired of his mistreatment and disgust with HR. That didn't change anything, so I resigned, my pers- um, I resigned my position and pursued my dream to start my own company, which is Soul Height. As I left, I asked him to keep me in mind for future projects because despite our differences, I still loved the why after investing nearly seven years of my life and time away from family, furthering our mission. His response, and I'll never forget it, his response was, yeah, that'll never happen. And he laughed and he laughed kind of like that, you know, awkward, but sort of like conniving laugh. While he's still working that job and still making life miserable for people around him, I'm living the life I've dreamed, helping organizations connect with hundreds of thousands of people around the globe, generating millions in revenue and donations, and doing it all with love and kindness. At this point, I have a little like 100 emoji (laughs) because you got to have an emoji in a post. The moral of the story is you are not what others say you are when they treat you poorly. And no matter what people do, you always have a choice to pursue something better. Never settle and never give up. Follow your soul heart. Now, this resonated because out of nowhere, my post started to take off, got a bunch of likes, a bunch of comments, and it must have resonated deeply because it triggered the very individual that I was talking about. (laughs) Now, this was actually, um, I run some LinkedIn automation, which allows me to connect with more like-minded people because I don't have the ability to sit on my computer and find those potential connections. 
since I do that, I'm also like trying to grow that as part of our business. So I test it out myself and I have people that run that aspect for me. Well, one of our goals is to connect with every single YMCA marketing director in the country because that's a niche audience that I serve and I love serving and working with the YMCA. Not always the people, but I'm <laughs> just kidding on that one. The, um, the former boss of mine actually got a request from me in that automation and he accepted it. <laughs> so first of all, based on our previous encounters, all that kind of stuff, five years ago, there's no way on this green earth should he have accepted a request. So he accepted my request. I had no idea this happened. And then I posted this. <laughs> so it, what happens is everybody is liking it. They're commenting. They're, I'm getting direct messages from people, alumni of the Y, current employees of the Y that are not so much disgruntled, but are in like-minded situations or have dealt with some something very similar from a boss that liked power um, and didn't understand how to treat people with love and kindness, even when making difficult staffing decisions. So um, I, I'm, all kinds of people are reaching out, they're interacting, lots, thousands of people have actually viewed it. So it shows up in his LinkedIn feed. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm laughing about this, but it's comical because it triggered him. And oftentimes things in life will trigger you if you either A, know it's true, or B, are highly insecure. And the beauty of it is not only did it trigger him, but he felt the need to comment a direct message to me and let me know <laughs> that he remembers things much differently than I do during my time there at the Y, or the end of my time at the Y. And then he goes on to make a nice comment. There's nothing pervasively like mean or anything that he wrote toward me, but it reminded me a lot of the people, and I'm not at all comparing myself to the Me Too movement. Don't, don't make that connection. But for the first time, I had some semblance of understanding of what happens when an individual speaks their truth and the person that truth is related to even if they don't name that individual, although many people name it, and I think that might be where some of the tension comes, but even if they don't name that person, that individual will then make comments or say things that will undercut the person speaking their truth instead of just speaking their own truth. So for instance, to comment toward me and say, yeah, I remember things much differently than you do is immediately putting an accusatory uh, undertone of you are lying and I don't understand why you're lying and telling people something that's false. The reality is if you have an issue, it's a public platform. You can speak your own truth. You can comment. You can more so than all of that. The way to have love and kindness is you can apologize. You can, ap you can start with saying, instead of saying and direct messaging someone, I'll read it right here. Um, not sure what you're trying to accomplish with this connecting and post, Josh, but safe to say you and I remember the end of your time here a lot differently. Now, the reality of this is you could send and say, wow, hey man, I just wanted to connect because you connected with me and I see what you just posted and I just wanted to let you know that I'm deeply sorry for how things transpired. 
I think maybe you read too much into certain situations, and I would love to clarify that if you would like, but I just want to let you know that I'm sorry, and I still care about you and wish you the best success in life. That would have been a great response. Now, what are we talking about in all this today? Why do I share that? Am I sharing that just because I want to get vengeance against somebody who wronged me in the past? Of course not. I'm over it. I moved on. I think it's a little comical that it triggered the individual. I laughed about it. I'm sure that it, you know, ruffled his feathers. Um, but at the end of the day, this is my truth. And I want to get comfortable sharing truth because I believe that truth and I come through the lens of scripture and a lot of, you know, positive comments through that lens. And the truth first will always be made known and it will set you free. When I got away from exaggerating details in my life, you know, it's those little things when someone's like, hey man, you used to play baseball. And oh yeah, you know, I, I could have gone pro, but you know, my coach held me back. I, I mean, I still have some of those moments. <laughs> Everybody has that. Well, used to, you know, I mean, when I played, I was yeah, definitely better than kids today. But at the end of the day, if you're true to yourself, you don't have to embellish your previous record. You don't have to embellish your life. You don't have to tell people you're wildly more successful than you are. Like I don't go out and act like a millionaire, but I tell people I'm living the life that I always dreamed because this is what I dream. Now I've got new dreams. I've got new ambitions and new goals, but I'm living in declaring my truth, both the good and the bad and even the ugly. The reason I think that we need to do this is when we communicate what's gone on in our life, then we're able to be set free. For years, I've allowed people who controlled my or tried to control my life to be able to influence or affect my well-being and relationships. What I mean by this is when I worked under this individual, making my life hell every single day would just go out of his way to make sure that I was reminded that he was now my boss, even though he used to be like more of an equal coworker or even at times where I was above him. And um, what happened over that period of time was I found myself getting sick a whole lot. <laughs> I was dealing with a stressful situation at home. My wife had some medical problems and then I would go to work and it just wasn't enjoyable anymore. I was being reprimanded all the time. I was being told that certain things weren't good enough, that certain things that I was passionate about and needed to stop doing. And honestly, the biggest thing was I spent money that I thought I was going to have because I was told, and it was a huge secret thing, but only two people in the YMCA were given raises, apparently, and I was one of them, and that raise didn't kick in on January 31st or whatever it was supposed to kick in, and instead, this individual lied to me about talking to HR, and I didn't get that raise for four months. Now, when you are a um, dad who is providing for three kids and you have a wife who stays at home with those kids and you're down to one vehicle, <laughs> um, you really need more income to have happiness, honestly, is really what it comes down to, to have security and contentment. And you need to have a positive working environment to, con to be able to continue to perform at your best, at your maximum productivity out output. I didn't have any of that. I didn't have the, the emotional support. I didn't have the 
uh, leadership that was above me, helping me to become a stronger and a better leader. What I had was a boss and an individual who had read a bunch of books and could articulate things at a senior executive level that made a lot of sense, but who didn't know how to execute them properly in the right order on a digital side. And that was the side that I was in control of. So we had a lot of tension there and it created a lot of friction, which then created him as a very poor leader and with extremely poor leadership skills to go out of his way to try and make life difficult in order to come across as boss-like. Now, many of you are in situations like that. You are dealing with a person trying to go out of their way to make your life hell. Maybe it's because they feel threatened. This individual definitely felt threatened. I had some skill sets that he wished that he had, and he was very jealous of those skill sets. I had some good knowledge, but I was still young and immature, and I know that I had plenty of room to grow. And instead of helping me refine my strengths to be a better team player and all of those things, he had a laundry list of my thoughts <laughs> that he brought and didn't tell me he was bringing into a meeting. People, I've learned that write down all of your quote-unquote thoughts and hand them over to you are micromanagers and extremely insecure. If somebody has to come to you and tell you all of your thoughts, now it's one thing to have work issues like, oh, hey, I asked you to do these three things and you did them wrong. That's totally different. You know, usurping uh, authority is generally not on the same line as, hey, you had a deadline and you missed it. At the YMCA, I never missed a deadline. I pushed, I pushed, I worked hard, I worked overtime, I worked from home, I worked so many hours, and I was still trying to do freelance on the side, and yet this individual went out of his way to continue to make that hard. If you're in that situation, the first thing I want you to realize is you do not have to deal with it anymore if you don't want to. You don't have to deal with it because even though you see your job as like the job, you know, this is what I've always dreamed of. This is what I want to do. I'm in the right role. I got great relationships with coworkers at work. There are better places for you to serve and work and build relationships with and plenty more people in the world that would be fantastic people to get to know, to get to love and to do life together through a coworking opportunity. The second thing is never settle. If somebody's making your life miserable, go to HR, talk to them. If they don't want to do anything about it, then go back to the point I was making at the beginning there, which is change your situation. Find a new department, find a new job. Don't sit around and gossip about the individual. I've made that mistake in the past. I gossiped with a few people, came back to bite me every time. But don't sit around and just gossip about things. Go and change it. And if you're in a situation and it's like, you know what? I could deal with this and I can handle them because I don't see them a lot. But I just need a little extra cash and that would help. You know, a thousand extra dollars a month. That's all I'm asking for. Just give me a 12 grand a year pay raise right now. That would be fantastic. Do something about it. Watch Gary V. Go garage selling on Saturdays. Find ways that you can include your family and together go out and do things that are fun and exciting and adventurous and ultimately make a difference in other people's lives because you're helping connect them to things that they enjoy and many people will pay for those things. So buy something for $5, flip it for 40, do that a bunch of times and eventually you're gonna be able to replace that salary need that you have. 
if you're in a situation, though, where somebody is not just making life hell for you, but they're going out of their way to actively prevent you from succeeding. And that's what this individual did. He went, when I told him, look, we've got our differences. I understand that, but I love the why. I'm starting my own company now. I've decided this is the best career path you know, forward for me. I would love to still be on the radar where you could kick work my way anytime and help invest back in me and my company just like I've invested back in this organization for, organization for seven years. And his response was, yeah, that'll never happen. Now you just crossed a major line in my book, which is you're not only trying to make life difficult for me at work, but now you're trying to sabotage potential future success and you're not willing to help me get off the ground to go to greener pastures and better places. This would be the equivalent of somebody who doesn't like you for some personal vendetta reasons against you and therefore doesn't give you a good reference on a resume. That to me is evil. Now, I'm not saying that they should be lying and saying, hey, this is a great person. He's a really great worker. He does a ton of stuff when you miss all the deadlines. No, but when they're, when you're doing great work, you're hitting all the deadlines, there's no reason for them to undercut you. And unfortunately, I've had bosses in the past, even when I worked in the church, I worked as a youth leader, went through something pretty similar, um, caught a pastor and his secretary on a Friday when no one else was in the office with all the lights shut, the door locked on the floor, touching each other. And so I told a deacon at the time, I was super young in my early 20s, and uh, the deacon went and confronted the pastor, and the pastor fired me. That was the, <laughs> the gist of it. He gave me a severance package of two months with my wife four months pregnant. So I went through that, and when I began to apply for jobs elsewhere, he was just known as, oh, you worked here, you had a boss, that was your pastor. And he would go out of his way to actively call people and tell them not to hire me. In every position, I got all the way to the end. And then suddenly the church would be like, yep, we just don't think it's going to work out. We've heard what your previous place of service was like, and we don't think that we want that kind of drama here. The only drama was the fact that I caught him basically just about to cheat on his wife, probably was cheating at least emotionally on his wife, and he went out of his way to make life miserable and sabotage my future success in other organizations. Those kinds of people exist, and they exist in this world, and I personally don't like it, regardless of what we want to do or not, and most often, they're in leadership positions. Now, you can go down the road, is it narcissism, is it, you know, borderline personality, is it bipolar, is it just, you know, um, you know, that people create this walking on eggshells effect and then therefore everybody just falls in line, is it, you know, controlling a micromanagery or what is it that causes people to be like that? And I would say, you don't need to spend your life figuring that out unless you like psychology. <laughs> what you need to do is read a book called Boundaries. Boundaries by Henry Cloud. Dr. Henry Cloud changed my life. It does take a little bit of a faith perspective, but it is an extremely practical approach to setting a fence around your yard. And if people try to violate that or run it over or sabotage that, then you have strong enough boundaries to be able to recognize it 
and move. <laughs> Recognize it and get out of that situation. Go somewhere else. Find something better. Meet new people. Network with people that love and care and have kindness and joy and passion and energy and aren't really trying to just go out every day and make life more difficult. So many of you are in these kinds of situations. And I know it, I get it. You're, maybe you're even in a church right now. Like you're serving in a church and you are on staff and your leaders don't invest in you. They're too busy trying to get more people to come and tithe and spend money. I mean, I've seen this over and over and over again where a pastor gets put on a pedestal and the reality is we're all on the same level. We just have different roles and responsibilities. Same way in a company. If you're in a company and you know the CEO is just always trying to make life heck, recognize, is this, that, is this a moment that individual doesn't like me or just wants to see me get better at what I do? Those are two different types of motivation techniques, and people go about it in different ways. So you've got to be able to be aware and recognize what's going on in a situation. And the last thing is you always, always, always want to respond, not react Make sure if somebody ever puts you in a situation where you're feeling that sort of anxiety pit in your stomach, <laughs> maybe it's a burning in your chest or all of a sudden, like sometimes for me in those situations, like my hearing, I just like buzzing in my ear starts and I feel kind of lightheaded. If that's you, that's just an emotional bodily response to a situation, but you need to breathe and wait and then respond. Never react. When you react, and you see this played out in politics, when people react, they react offensively, negatively, with anger, with, you know, maybe sometimes it's even righteous anger, but the, that never, ever solves anything. What that leads to is fistfights and battles and wars and war of, and, you know, a war of words and Ultimately, it could lead to countries fighting each other and killing people. And you see this all the time. What matters most is for you to collect your bearings and respond, not react. When you read through Henry Cloud's book, Boundaries, he touches on this quite a bit. And it's helped me to enter difficult situations and deal with difficult people or now it helps me in difficult situations with clients. Maybe a client's requesting something and I'm like, dude, that is not the thing that you need to be doing right now. I have, I, this happens all the time and I'll tell them, you know, as well, um, because I have that kind of relationship with most of them, but many times that might not matter because, well, CEO said this is what we got to do. So we got to do it. So buckle down, get it done. Well, this isn't the best thing that I would invest my time in, but you asked for it, so I'm going to sit here, buckle down, and do it, but I'm going to track everything to let you know that you made the wrong decision. <laughs> That's what I do now a lot. But even in those situations, when you begin to be like, oh, this is wrong, I want to tell everybody, I want to gossip, I want to do this, and I'm always trying to get better at this every day, just take that breath, give it a minute, wait a day if you have to, and then respond. And when you respond, do it with love and kindness and generosity and a spirit of service, which doesn't expect anything from the other person because maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they um, have a bad marriage. 
maybe they're struggling with a health issue and this is the one thing in their life that they still have somewhat control over. You don't know what's going on in people's lives. And that's why today, even though I speak my truth about this individual who wronged me years ago, I can still, at the end of the, and even though I laugh at the response and I recognize the undertones, I can still have love and kindness for that individual as a person. Now, I don't agree with them at all as a leader. I think they're wrong. I think they've actually done quite a bit more wrong just watching from afar. Over the last few years, I've seen things that might look great internally, but on the external front have caused that organization not to explode in growth like they could have had he made different decisions. But that's all hindsight, you know, for those individuals. I'm just in a position now where I see it, I can understand it. I'm, I've grown as a leader and owner and I have more experience in a shorter amount of time. So I can read through those lines and cut to the chase very, very quickly. And I used to not be able to do that. But more than all of that, I finally understand what it means to have control over my future. It took me a long time to get there. And I just want to encourage you, if you're not there yet, to take the time, read the books. If you're of a faith background, spend time reading the life of Jesus through the lens of leadership. Man, look at Paul. I mean, Paul was an incredible entrepreneur, a very hothead at times, you know, got up in front of people's faces, called them out, pursued uh, being a very righteous person. But there's all through scripture. Some of my friends posted recently um, and they were like me, you know, there's a meme and it was like me, you know, try to subtly, let people know they're doing something wrong without naming them. And then in Paul's world, he wrote these letters and he like specifically names people and tells them exactly what they're doing wrong. <laughs> he does whole, he doesn't just do individuals. He does entire churches, entire communities, entire uh, religious sects. And at the end of the day, um, you might not be that bold. I might not even be that bold. But what we can do is we can control our yard. We can control how we respond to people who want to violate that. And we can go out into this world and find something better. Or in America, especially, and honestly, today, it's such a global community. It's around the world. You can go and create something of your own better than what you're dealing with right now. Not all of us are called to be creators. I know that I'm called to be a creator because I'm a creative. <laughs> I grew up uh, understanding what it meant to problem solve on a farm. And even though I didn't get into the heavy duty machinery agriculture aspect, I was around it and I recognized things that I enjoyed. I spent time doing those things, raising tobacco and pumpkins. And I, but I wasn't taught some of the things that I needed to learn until later on in life. And now I can look back and say, man, that, that problem solving was my jam that prepared me to be a creative who can now go into the world of business and help a business grow on social or with their web or generate hundreds or thousands of leads and conversions and sales and millions of dollars in growth. I'm able to do that because I've learned the lessons based on the circumstances that I was in. And I've learned that if you're in a circumstance that you don't like right now, you can change it. The world is not over. Hang in there, stay with it. 
And honestly, if you have any issues and you're still just like, man, I just can't get through it, I can't get over it, I'm so angry and mad and bent up and I just need somebody to talk to, reach out to me. Text me, 615-461-5682. Like, shoot me a text. Don't call always because I'm not going to answer. I screen all my calls, so I'm not going to answer. But text me and just say, hey, Josh, heard your podcast really just needed to say this. I'm dealing with this. What do you think I should do? How should I react or respond? What's the best way? Is there, is life over? Is there more opportunity out there somewhere? Do you have opportunity at Soul Heart? (laughs) Whatever it is, I'm here for you because I've been through it and I believe that the best is always yet to come and you should never settle and never give up. Well, hey guys, thanks so much again for giving me your attention. I hope this was helpful. I mean, honestly, it was a little bit therapeutic for me because I was, you know, a little nervous about putting that stuff out there originally. And then I saw that people gravitated to my post. If you want to check the post out, check out my LinkedIn. Um, If you go on LinkedIn, you can go to linkedin.com. I think you might have to put slash IN and then slash jbrown001. That's my profile. Uh, Basically, what I just want to encourage you to always remember is there is hope, there is a better way, and no matter what it takes, just never, ever give up. So thanks for listening and tuning in. This has been another episode of the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast.